this being Memorial Day weekend, I really wanted and hoped to be able to preach a message that was in some way connected to this important weekend, and I do believe it is important. I really do. I, as this church knows, am very patriotic. I love this country. It is far, far from perfect, but I still believe it's the best thing going, at least right now. I'm not sure, I think I am sure, the direction it's going, and I don't like the direction it's going, but at the moment, as it stands right now, I still believe it is the best, the best country in the world, allowing us the most freedom to worship God. And that freedom has been bought with a price. As men and women have sacrificed their lives. And that's what Memorial Day is really all about. It's honoring the fallen heroes who have given their lives for this country. And I do honor them. I do appreciate the sacrifice they have made. And had really, really hoped that the Lord would give me some direction, some word that would in some way tie into that. But it's not what I felt. And I got to do what I feel tonight. Amen. And um, so I'm going to try to just obey the Holy Ghost for a little while here. I want to take you to a familiar setting of Scripture tonight in the book of John chapter 11. And it is uh, kind of lengthy. And um, I, I've reached a point now where I'm going to quit saying that's not the norm to use a lengthy text because anymore it seems like that's all I use. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, I, there's so much of this that is important to what I want to say tonight that I wanted to read the entire thing here. John chapter 11, beginning with verse number 1. The Bible says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, and this is important, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, he saith to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. 
But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus plainly unto them, Lazarus is dead. I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. My title tonight comes from verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death. Not unto death. That's what I want to preach about tonight. Not unto death. Praise God. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts right now. Can we do that, everybody? Let's lift our voices to the Lord. Amen. Asking him to open our hearts to receive the word of God tonight. Jesus, we love you. Jesus name let's praise him one more time everybody let's praise the Lord I love you Jesus I love you Jesus I thank you master I thank you master praise God praise God praise God praise God hallelujah amen 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 praise God God bless you you may be seated some of you perhaps caught in the reading of our text what appears to be a contradiction or a change uh, of opinion expressed by our Lord. Let's look at it here. In verse 4, I want you to notice what Jesus says. Read when, it for us. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto this death. This sickness is not unto death. Everyone say, not unto death. Not unto death. Jesus was very plain in that statement. He said, I know Lazarus is sick. I understand that they're calling for me. But I don't want you worried about it because this sickness is not unto death. And yet, two days later, he decides it's finally time to go and see this family that he cares so much about. And, and he makes a statement, in fact, Read verse 14 for us. Then said Jesus unto them plainly. And he said plainly. Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. Now I want you to get the picture. One day he stands up and proclaims the sickness is not unto death. Two days later he stands up and proclaims he's dead. Now which is it? Did Jesus misspeak? Now we know the rest of the story, but I want you to stop and think with me. We understand it is impossible for God to lie. And he said very clearly, this sickness is not unto death. And yet Lazarus died. So how do we reconcile these two statements? 
And how do we come to grips with what appears to be a contradiction over a matter of two days? Well, I believe that the answer, uh, as, as strange as it may sound, is found in a preposition. Jesus did not say, Lazarus will not die. What he said was, this sickness is not unto death. Now I want you to note the use of the word unto. In the English it doesn't really mean a whole lot to us. In fact, when you look it up, you don't get a whole lot of help if you don't know what unto means. Look it up, it means to or until. Well, that doesn't really help us much, does it? But the Greek word goes a little bit deeper in its meaning. And really the preposition implies to us the, that uh, arriving at a destination. And what Jesus was saying here, he said this sickness will not end in death. Lazarus is not headed for the destination of death. He didn't say he wouldn't stop there for a little while. He didn't say he wouldn't spend a few days in that condition. But he said, that's not the end. That's not the destination. Well, hallelujah. I don't know why I'm preaching what I'm preaching tonight. I know I've said a lot along these lines over the last few days. But I just feel compelled in the Holy Ghost to preach to somebody that where you're at right now is not the end. This is not the final destination. Your problem is not unto death. I'm not telling you you're not going to spend a few days in the grave. I'm not telling you you're not going to have a few days of disappointment and sorrow and problems. But I am saying that's not the end of the journey. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I want us to realize and understand tonight. That our trials and our tests and our tribulations don't last forever. We are, I think, most of us familiar with the story of the three Hebrews. And we understand that they put their trust in God and still ended up in the fire. But we need to also understand the end of the story. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 26, read. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace uh-huh. and spake and, and said, he spake and said, Shadrach, Shadrach Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Abednego your servants, of, your the most servants high God. of the Most High God. Come forth. Now, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just got to throw this in. This is not the way Nebuchadnezzar was talking about God just a few minutes earlier. Just a few minutes before this, he said, Who is that God who deliver you out of my hands? But now he's looking at it from a little different perspective. And he said, I know who that God is. He's the most high. He's higher than any God we worship. He's more powerful than any God I've ever built an altar to. You servants of the most high God. Come forth. Come forth. And come hither. Read. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, then and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. This is what I want you to understand. God may not spare you from the furnace, but He won't leave you there either. You're not going to stay in that fire forever. I'm telling you, God has an exit door out of your problem. God's got an exit door out of your dilemma. God's going to get you out of the situation. It's not unto death. David, David talked about having to experience the valley of the shadow of death. But I like what he said. Psalm 23 and verse 4. Yea, though I walk Yea, the valley of the shadow though I of walk. Death. I want you to look at that preposition again. Though I walk not into but through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But listen, I want you to understand, David said this, I know I may experience the valley of the shadow of death, but it's just a temporary experience. i got to understand I'm not going to stay here. I'm getting out. God's going to lead me out. i got to get my eyes off of where I am and understand God will bring me through this valley hallelujah hallelujah ah it doesn't matter how severe your trial is I'm here to proclaim it too will pass it too will pass 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 read there had no there temptation, had no taken, you, temptation taken you, such as is but common such to man. as is common unto man. But God is faithful, but God is faithful who, who will not, not suffer you to be tempted, to be tempted above, that above that ye are able, but will with, but will with the temptation also, also make a way to escape God's going to see to it he'll make a way where there seems to be no way he'll part the red sea if he's got to God will do whatever's got to be done but God will get you out of that trial hang on child of God it's not unto death well hallelujah Hallelujah. I just, I felt tonight as I was praying and studying, trying to prepare for this service. I, I felt a cry uh, that, that really is recorded in the scripture. Amen. And, and you may not have even realized this was the way you were wording it, but understand what I'm saying tonight. Amen. I, Isaiah 21 and verse 11 says this. The burden of Duma. He called to me out of Seir. Watchman. Calls to me out of Seir and says, Watchman, what Watchman, of the night? What of the night? Watchman, what of the Watchman, night? Watchman, what of the night?
that I'm telling you as I was preparing tonight it was like my spirit heard somebody that would be in this service crying out to me saying watchman what of the night it's been a long night it's been a dark night oh I'm I'm getting lonesome I'm starting to feel some fear I'm starting to feel the terror that comes with the night watchman what of the night I've got an answer for you night only lasts so long the morning is coming child of God the morning's coming Psalm 30 verse 5 his anger his anger endureth but for a moment and his favor is life his, but his favor is life weeping may weeping may endure for a night but joy, but joy is on its way I said joy is on its way cry your tears now feel your sorrow now feel your terror now but I'm telling you God is about to call the Sun out of hiding, God's gonna let its rays shine on your situation. I'm preaching to this church tonight. The night's almost over. The weeping is almost finished, and joy is about to spring up. Jeremiah 31 and verse 13. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, uh-huh. both young men and old men and old together. Right. For I will turn their mourning turn into joy. Their mourning into joy. And will comfort them. I'm going to comfort them and make them rejoice, make from, them their rejoice from their sorrow. Psalm 30 verse 11. Thou hast turned from Thou hast for me, turned for my me morning, my morning into dancing. Thou hast put, thou hast my put off my sackcloth and, girded me, and girded me with gladness. Somebody latch hold of a promise tonight. Somebody get a hold of... I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody. I'm, I'm doing more than just preaching right now. The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody in this house. You've got to understand, yes, it's night. Yes, you're weeping, but it won't last forever. It's not unto death. John chapter 16 verses 20 to 24 read verily verily I say unto you now the word verily simply means truly Jesus said truly truly I'm telling you that you shall weep and you lament. shall weep and lament you're going to do it Jesus said you were going to do it Jesus said it was going to come to your life you shall weep and lament but the world and shall rejoice. And while you're weeping and lamenting, the world, the sinners, the carnal are going to have their parties. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Jesus said it was going to happen. 
And you shall be sorrowful. You're going to be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. It's not going to end there. And that's how you've got to stay focused. You're weeping right now. They're partying right now. But that's not the end. That's not the final result. It's going to turn around. You are going to weep and lament. But I'm telling you, the day will come. Your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Read. A woman when a woman, she is in travail when she's has in sorrow. Travail, amen. Be- has sorrow because, because her, her hour, hour is, come. is come. But as soon as she delivered of the child. For all her crying, for all her moaning, for all the screams of pain that she feels. Amen. And, and it reaches a point. How many times have women said, I'll never have another baby. This is it. I'm not going to. But I'm telling you, once that child is laying in her arms, all of a sudden she forgets the pain. She forgets the tears. And she said, I'm so glad I went through this Jesus is saying you're going to feel the same way go ahead and shed your tears now go ahead and cry for pain now but the day's coming I'm going to take the promise and I'm going to lay it in your arms and when you're cradling that promise you're going to forget the problem you're going to forget the tears you're going to forget the sorrow and it's going to be turned into joy Soon, as she's delivered the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born. End of the world, read. And ye now, theref- and ye now therefore, right have now, sorrow. Right now you've got sorrow. But I will see you again. I, I'm going to see you again. And your heart will, shall rejoice. Your heart is going to rejoice. And your joy, and no your man joy, take it from you. Nobody. When this joy comes, nobody is going to be able to take it away from you. Now, now, now listen, listen, just in case somebody thinks that this verse is only dealing with when we see him face to face, you got to keep reading to understand that's not what he's talking about. Because let's read on to the next verse. And in that day, you shall ask in me that nothing. Day, in the day, amen, in the day when your sorrow ends, amen, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, verily I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he he's going to give it to you. Read. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. But go ahead and ask. And you shall receive that your joy may be full. I'm preaching it's not unto death. It's not unto death. It's not unto death. Death may be a spot along the journey, but it's not the final destination. Hallelujah. Now, before I, before I try to conclude this message tonight, I really feel like I need to point something out to you to go back to our text and to look at the story of Lazarus because there are some misconceptions about what went on there. And I do think that it applies to what I'm preaching to you tonight. In John chapter 11, read for me verses 33 
through 36. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping. When Jesus saw her weeping. And the Jews also weeping which came with and her. And all the Jews weeping. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Spirit. And he was troubled. And said, where have you laid him? He said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and, and see. Said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews. Then said the Jews. Behold how he loved him. Behold how he loved him. I'm not here to criticize other folks' opinion of passages of Scripture. But I'm going to tell you, I've heard folks say that verse 35, Jesus wept. That he was weeping because of how much he loved Lazarus. And how sorry he felt for Mary and Martha at the loss of their brother. I don't believe that. I can't believe that for a moment. I'm sorry. He did love Mary and Martha. He loved Lazarus. But he wasn't crying over a dead man. Jesus had already declared that he was going to Lazarus for the purpose of waking him out of his sleep. Read it again, verses 11 to 13. Then things, these things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, but I go that I, may awake, him out I of sleep. may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Uh-huh. Howbeit Jesus How spake be of his Jesus death. Jesus spake of his death. But they thought, but they thought that he had that spoken, he had spoken of, of taking a rest of sleep. sleep. Now Jesus said, speaking of his death, he's asleep. And speaking of his death, he said, I'm going for the purpose of awakening him out of his sleep. Jesus said from the beginning, I'm going there to raise him from the dead. He wasn't crying over a dead man. He knew he was about to not be dead anymore. But instead, look again at verse 33. Read it for me. Verse 33. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping. When he saw her weeping. And the Jews and also the Jews, weeping which came with her. Now, now, you know, i got to back up. And I don't want to take time to go back and read all these scriptures. But, but you understand, I hope. And if you don't, go home tonight and read John chapter 11. But, but understand that both Mary and Martha had met Jesus and said, Lord, if you'd only been here, you could have done something. And what they were saying by implication was, but it's too late now. And in fact, when Jesus said, your brother's going to live again, the answer was, yes, I know he'll live in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. You're looking at the resurrection. What was he just saying to Mary and Martha? You said your brother's going to live at the resurrection. Well, the resurrection's here. He's telling them that their brother is about to live again. But when they get to the tomb, what are they doing? They're still crying. And all the Jews are still crying. And when Jesus, put it back up there, I wasn't quite done with it. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the, the Jews, Jews also weeping, he groaned in the spirit. He, he was troubled. 
he groaned. Everyone say groaned. And was, everyone say troubled. Now again, we've got to go to the original language to really get the picture of what's being, and, and I was amazed as I looked at it to find out what these words mean in the Greek. But the word groaned means to have indignation. In fact, the literal translation would be to snort with anger. And the word troubled in the Greek means to stir or to agitate as roiling waters. Jesus wasn't crying because a man was dead. He was crying because even after he told them he was going to live again, they still didn't believe it. They'd rather live in their self-pity than to accept the word of the Lord and have faith that things were about to change. It was the onlookers that assumed he was weeping because of the loss of his friend. The Jews said, behold how he loved him. But that's not why he was crying. He was crying over their lack of faith in what he had already promised. If you don't think that's the case, let's go to verse 37 and look at it again. Verse 37. Some of them, Some said, of them said, could not this man, not this man which opened which the, opened eyes, of the, the blind, eyes of the blind have caused, have caused past this tense man that even this man should, should not, not have died. died? All their faith was for yesterday. All their faith was for the past. He could have done it back then. He was able back then. But things have changed. It's a different day. It's a no, friend, it's not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, the same God that performed miracles in the past is a miracle worker right here and now. Some of them, some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused it even this man should not have died? And what happened when they said this? Jesus therefore Jesus again, therefore again groaning. Again groaning in himself. In himself. Coming to the grave. He wasn't weeping over Lazarus' death. He was weeping because no matter how many times he told them it was about to get better, they just couldn't believe it. I, I, listen, church, there's a reason why I'm not on a different subject. There's a reason why I'm saying what I'm saying right now. Because I spent the first part of this message preaching to you that your weeping is about to be turned to joy. But the question is, can you accept what the word of the Lord says? Or are you like these Jews who say, well, maybe yesterday, maybe for somebody else, maybe somebody different, but not me, not now, not today. I'm here to tell you, you may have Jesus groaning in the spirit tonight if you don't stand and say, God, I believe it. I accept it. I believe you're going to turn my situation around. I believe it's not unto death.
You say, does Jesus really feel that way? Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us he does. But without faith, without it is faith, impossible to please him. Without faith, you're not going to make God happy. Without faith, you're not going to make him happy. God's looking for some people tonight that can say, I'm not looking at a man that's been dead and buried for four days. I'm looking at the resurrection. It's important. It is important that we understand our trials are not unto death. Hallelujah. I believe God's looking tonight for some people who will see their problems as only a temporary journey and not as an ultimate destination. I'm telling you, this is not the end. It's only a layover as the journey continues. But there's a destination ahead. In fact, can I tell you, saints of God, that for us, even if it is literally unto death, that's not the end for us. Let's do a little reading in 1 Corinthians here. First, and I wish I could read all this. I don't have time. But 1 Corinthians 15, verses 19 to 22, read. If in this life only, this we, life have only hope we have in hope Christ, in Christ, we are, we of, are all of all men, men most miserable. Listen, if this is all we've got to hope for, we're going to be miserable. But this is not the end. Read. But now is Christ risen from now the dead. Now is Christ risen from the dead. And become the and first fruits. Do you know what he's saying when he said he's become the first fruits? He's saying he was just the first of many. He got up out of the grave and so will we. The grave is not going to be our permanent home. It's just a hotel room for a few nights. Twenty-one. For since by man came death, uh -huh. by man came also resurrection of the dead. Right. For as in Adam, as in Adam all, Adam all die, die, even so even in so Christ, Christ shall all shall be made all alive. Be made alive. Let's go down to verse forty-two. So also so is the also resurrection is of the, the resurrection dead. of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Right. It is sown in dishonor. Right. It is raised in glory. It yes. is sown in weakness. Come it on, is stay raised with in us. power. Stay with us. Yes, it is read. sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Hang on, hang on. He's got to get caught up. You with us? All right. Raised a spiritual body. All right. There is a natural, a natural body, body and there is a spiritual body. There's a spiritual body. body. Read. Hallelujah. Read on. Praise God. It's, a, it's uh, a natural body and there's a spiritual body. Let's skip down to verse 48. Let's do that. Go on to verse 48. As is the earthly, such, as, such as is are the earthly, they. So are they also which are earthly? Earthly. And as, as is the as heavenly, is the heavenly, such are they also are that they are heavenly. That are heavenly. Read. And as we have borne the image so of the earthly, the image of the earthly, we shall also we bear, shall the, image bear of the, the image of the heavenly. We shall bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I, now say, this brethren, I say, brethren, that flesh, flesh and blood cannot, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. God. Neither doth corruption, Neither doth corruption inherit, inherit in corruption. Read. 
Behold, I, Behold, show, you I show you a mystery. We shall, we shall not all sleep, all sleep but we shall, but we shall all, be all be changed in a moment, in a moment, in the twinkling, in the twinkling, of, an twinkling eye, of an eye, at the last trump, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the trumpet shall and the dead sound, shall be raised, and the dead shall be raised, and we shall all be changed, and we shall all be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Right. So when this corruptible, when this shall, corruptible have shall have put on incorruption, this mortal, this mortal shall have put, shall on, have put immortality, on immortality, then shall, then it, be shall brought it brought to pass the saying that is written. That is written. Death, death is swallowed up. Is swallowed up. I said death's not the final station. Death's not the end journey. Death is going to be swallowed up. And the ultimate destination is victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, oh, where death, is thy sting? Where is your sting? Oh, grave, oh, where, grave, is thy where is thy victory? Hallelujah. The sting of death is sin, yeah. and the strength of sin is the law. Yeah. And so let us hear the conclusion of the matter. But thanks be to but God. Thanks be to God. Which giveth us, which the, give victory us the victory through our Lord Jesus through Christ. Lord Jesus Therefore, Christ. my beloved brethren. Wherefore, be my beloved brethren. Unmovable. Be steadfast. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much For as, as, much you, as know you know that your labor is, not, your in labor vain in the is not in vain in the Lord. Do you hear what I'm telling you tonight? It's not unto death for the child of God. It's not the end for the child of God. Even when we close our eyes and they put us six feet under, it's not the end. But the end is always victory. Hallelujah, let's, st let's stand and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. God will give us victory. You just remain steadfast. You just remain unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Understand that your labor is not in vain. And ultimately, God will bring you through every trial. Your trial is not unto death. Can you thank God for it right now? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Can you believe what's been preached tonight? Can you accept the word of the Lord? Can you mix it with faith tonight? No matter how bad it looks right now. Can you believe that ultimately God's going to bring you through this? Hallelujah. I 
want us, I want us to bring this service to a close tonight by singing an old song out of the songbook. Another one of those that I haven't heard in many years. But it's going through my heart right now. Number 187 in the songbook. You know, when, when folks have asked me before, have you ever been to Las Vegas? I've had to explain to them that, well, technically, yes, I've been to Las Vegas. But my time in Las Vegas amounted to waiting on an airplane for some folks to get off and a few more to get on. I didn't even get off the plane. So yes, I've been to Las Vegas, but it wasn't my destination. It was just a layover. Thank God. I have no desire to go to Las Vegas. I hear there's a good church there, thank God. but. I have no desire to go unless it was just to go to be in service there. Hallelujah. There's nothing there that interests me. But yes, I've been, but no, I didn't stay. And that's the way you've got to see your trial tonight. Have you been to death? Yes. Some of you may even feel like Jonah, who said, From the belly of hell have I cried. You feel like that's where you've been. Well, you might go there, but you're not staying. It's a layover. The plane's going to take off shortly. Fasten your seat belts, ladies and gentlemen. I hear the engine starting up. You might be in hell right now, but you're not staying there. The plane is about to taxi down the runway. There's another destination. By faith I see victory ahead. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the hosts of Israel led by God Round the walls of Jericho, softly trod, trusting in the Lord. They felt the conqueror's tread, by faith they saw the victory ahead. Victory ahead, victory ahead, through the blood of Jesus. Victory ahead, trusting in the Lord. I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. David with a shepherd's sling and five stones met the giant on the field all alone. Trusting in the Lord, he knew what God had said. By faith he saw the victory ahead. Victory ahead. Victory ahead through the blood of Jesus. Victory ahead, trusting in the Lord. 
I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Daniel prayed unto the Lord thrice each day. Then unto the lion's den led the way. Trusting in the Lord, he did not fear or dread. By faith he saw the victory ahead. Victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus, victory ahead. Trusting in the Lord, I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Often with the carnal mind I was tried. Asking for deliverance, oft I cried. Trusting in the Lord, I reckoned I was dead. But by faith I saw the victory ahead. Victory ahead. Victory ahead through the blood of Jesus. Victory ahead, trusting in the Lord. I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. When like those who've gone before to that land, by death's river cold and dark, I shall stand. Trusting in the Lord, I will not fear or dread. By faith I see the victory ahead, oh victory ahead. Come on, do you feel that way tonight? Do you feel that way tonight? I'm trusting in the Lord. By faith, it's not what I see with my natural eye, but by faith, I see victory ahead. Trusting in the Lord, I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus, victory ahead. Trusting in the Lord, I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, child of God. It's not unto death. I really feel like I've got a word for the, from the Lord for somebody tonight. I, I don't feel like this is just a sermon. I feel like it's a word from the Lord. It's not unto death. This is not the end. Where you're at's not the destination. You're just passing through this. You're going to come out. Hallelujah. If you believe that tonight, and if you feel like, if you feel like tonight, that you want to let God know, that Lord, I, I accept what you've said tonight. And I accept it as a word from you. I want you just to come and stand around the front tonight. And I want you just to begin to thank God. Not for what's happening right now. But for what by faith you see ahead. Thank God death is not my destination. Thank God 
This is not the end. Thank God I don't have to stop where I'm at. Thank God it's going to turn around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, let's thank God for it. Come on, let's thank God for it. for your word God I accept it tonight as a word from you I believe God that this is not the end I believe it's just a layover in the process of life but I believe you're going to bring me through this Jesus and I believe when I get on the other side it's going to be victory and it's going to be rejoicing my sorrow is going to be turned into joy and my mourning is going to be turned into dancing I believe it God I accept it God I stand on that promise and I await the fulfillment of all that you've said through the blood of Jesus through the blood of Jesus there's victory ahead. Hallelujah. Victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus. Victory ahead. Trusting in the Lord. I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus victory ahead trusting in the Lord I hear the conqueror's tread by faith I see the victory ahead victory ahead oh through the blood of Jesus victory ahead trusting in the Lord I hear the conqueror's tread by faith I see the victory ahead there's victory ahead. Oh, through the blood of Jesus, victory ahead. Trusting in the Lord, I hear the conqueror's tread. By faith I see the victory ahead. Hallelujah. Why don't you reach over right now and pray for that one next to you. Would you do that, Lord Jesus? Touch my brother, touch my sister. Help them to hold on till victory comes. Help them, Lord, to know and understand that where they are right now is not the final destination, that you'll turn this situation around, that you're going to make it work together for good because I know they love God. Help them, Lord Jesus, to hold on to you. Help them, Lord, to trust you until victory comes. Remind them, God, 
that it's not unto death. It's not unto death. It's not unto death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Aren't you glad God's got victory for his people? Aren't you glad you're on the winning side? problem is sometimes we get the idea we get the idea that because we live for God that means everything ought to always be nice and pleasant but that's not the case sometimes you're going to spend a few days in the grave but you don't stay there thank God thank God praise God Amen. God bless you tonight. Um, for those that are in the financial class, you know that there is no class tomorrow night because of the holiday. It's been postponed. Also, I do ask that you pray for me uh, and my wife. will be traveling tomorrow heading to Colorado. And uh, as you know, I'm going back to see the surgeon. Have a little adjustment done. He tells me it'll be outpatient. Tells me it's not any big problem. And tells me I'll be able to be in the pulpit the next night and uh, I hope that's the case I'm scheduled to preach in Colorado Springs Wednesday night and then we'll be driving all day Thursday to be back here in time for Thursday night service and um, Brother Todd Nance will be here to preach that night but I want to be back for the service and so um, I do ask that you be in prayer for us have a safe holiday tomorrow and uh Tuesday night, I will not be here, but there will be prayer meeting, and so I encourage you to come uh, and be a part of Tuesday night prayer. Amen. Any other announcements? All right. So you heard all that. All right. All right. Young people, some of you kind of fell off the wagon there in uh, giving your weekly contribution towards your heritage trip and you need to remember that because it's not that far away and and I want I want all of our young people to go heritage is a very special time and it's a it's a tremendous trip it's a spiritual thing and that's what I love about heritage I mean there's a lot of camps and things I could send our young people to during the summer but what I love about heritage is it's spiritual whole meeting is spiritual and uh, invariably our young people have come back uh, from heritage with a real touch from God and having, having been drawn closer to him as a result so I want all of our young people to go but some of you need to do a little better at, at putting in your contribution to help you to get there Amen. and then ladies meet with my wife immediately after service praise God God bless you greet one another in the fear of God you are dismissed in Jesus name